In August 2019, the New York Times released a book titled The 1619 Project, which directly negates what we know about America's foundations in becoming a nation. Written by Nicole Hannah-Jones, a world-known voice for the African-American community and expert on racial injustice, this new idea would change the way we look at American history and might even change the way America's foundations are looked at today. However, this new idea received a significant amount of hate, and by the end of this podcast, I will have given proper evidence for why these two ideas can and do coexist and are both crucial to America's development as an independent nation. In 2019, the New York Times published a highly anticipated book titled The 1619 Project. In this book, it made the claim that America was not established as a country in 1776, but 157 years prior in 1619. The reasons were provided were that the first slaves were brought to America in 1619 and America was fundamentally built by the slaves. Well, to give a perspective on the extent in which America's foundations were actually built by slaves, we have to take a look at how much of America's economy was established by the slaves. According to the website History Crunch, slaves in the northern colonies made up about 3% of the population. In the middle colonies, slaves only made up about 6%. However, in the southern colonies, slaves made up a whopping 31%. This may seem like not that large of a proportion, but this was a significant amount of people. With that, the southern colonies produced about 70% of the colony's cotton, considering the slaves, and 75% of the economy was cotton. So already the slaves produced 75% of the economy in America, let alone the tobacco, sugar, coffee, and rum industries also fully produced by slaves. So, knowing all this information, it seems as though the slaves practically ran the entirety of America at the time. However, this information, while strong arguments and evidence, received lots of hate. Not long after being published, critics of the 1619 projects went public with their thoughts concerning this topic. To put things in perspective, the 1619 Project was the most demanded publication from the New York Times, excluding the election of President Obama in 2008. Lines wrapped around the streets of New York City as highly anticipated readers were enthusiastic about this new publication. Among the many in line was Sean Wilentz. Wilentz would proceed to purchase and read this book just to become one of its top critics. According to The Atlantic magazine, Wilentz was, quote, turned off by the cynicism and ill-informed narratives. He expressed his dismay surrounding this book in a lecture he gave in November of 2019. While preparing his lecture, Wilentz also began to compose a letter listing all of his criticisms of the 1619 Project. He begins his letter in a soft tone, saying, We applaud all efforts to address the foundational centrality of slavery and racism to our history. Then he takes a harsher tone, referring to matters of a variable fact that, quote, cannot be described as interpretation or framing. He later states that the book is a displacement of historical understanding by ideology. Upon completion, Wilentz sent this letter to the New York Times disputing their saying, quote, interpretation of past events, but actually demanded corrections made in the book by its publisher. This excerpt, while biased, allows a better insight into the opposite point of view of this debate. Another one of the 1619 Project's largest adversaries is the 1776 Project. The 1776 Project, also known as 1776 Unites, was made in rebuttal to the 1619 Project, hence the similar names. The 1776 Project was made by Robert Woodson and his colleague of African-American conservative scholars. Woodson made this statement about his organization. The mission of 1776 Project is to provide information and context that explains the promise of America and what people have done in response to this wonderful system of ours. 
Their website says this about themselves. 1776 is an assembly of independent voices who uphold our country's authentic founding virtues and values and challenge those who assert America is forever defined by its past failures, such as slavery. He continues to say, quote, we seek to offer alternative perspectives that celebrate the progress America has made on delivering its promise of equality and opportunity and highlight the resilience of its people. Our focus is on solving problems. We do this in the spirit of 1776, the date of America's true founding. It's made very clear throughout the entire article, but especially in the last sentence, that their ideas directly opposed those of the 1619 Project and several other liberal racial injustice oriented organizations. Despite the taboo rivalry between the 1619 Project and its critics, there haven't been any official statements made toward each other. Just months after its release, the 1619 Project became quite relevant again in the mass protests in the summer of 2020 surrounding the murder of George Floyd and racial injustice around the country. With all of this information laid out, it comes the time to provide my humble opinion of what I think would be the right in this situation. Despite both sides of the story being considerably biased and their research being quite challenging to find solely fact-based articles and YouTube videos, I have come to my conclusion of how I view this debate. After all of my research, I have come to the conclusion that both sides aren't wrong nor right. In fact, both sides provide undeniable truths that in essence support each other. Take a look at the Middle East. Oil was first found in the Arab Peninsula in 1859 in the modern United Arab Emirates. However, the United Arab Emirates wasn't recognized as a country until 1971. However, the United Arab Emirates is still prospering from the events of 1859 and couldn't have been made an independent nation without it. This is almost exactly the case with America. When the first slaves came over to the colonies in 1619, it marked the beginning of the American economy. Given that the slaves produced the entirety of desired crops exported to England and the rest of the world, it shows that the economy was established way before 1776. And the economy of a country is arguably, if not the, one of the most important factors of the development and prosperity of a nation. However, with that comes the question, what is the significance of 1776? Well, America's economy would just be a part of England's economy if it wasn't for the signing of the Declaration of Independence by our founding fathers. While the economy is crucially important, so is the nation's official recognition. Without the events of 1619, the economy of our nation wouldn't exist. And without the events of July 4th, 1776, the recognition of our country wouldn't exist. Both of these are the two most important building blocks of a country. And as July 4th is formally known as Independence Day, it's a perfect name considering what the day signified. And with that, it has been proven evident that these two days are both crucial to the development of America and both can and do coexist and were the two biggest building blocks of our nation and the sole reason of why America is what it is today. 